0: That's heritageradio.network.org/15 to donate and enter to win today, and make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Hello, Charleston wine and food. It's it Ben Ellsworth is in the house. Gig Pro baby.
2: Woo! All right, official work first. Welcome to HRN on tour at Charleston Wine and Food 2022. I'm Liza Ham. Today we are broadcasting live from the heart of the culinary village. This episode is made possible thanks to the support of Ben's Friends and Indigo Road Restaurant Group. We're in the final stretch of our interview process, which means we couldn't leave Charleston without talking to Ben Ellsworth and Mickey Basque. They're two veterans of the hospitality industry here in Charleston. Mickey was general manager of the Charleston Grill from 2004 to 2020.
1: Yes. yes. yes.
2: And Ben was the executive chef of Mercado, uh, then became a respected restaurant consultant for years and years. Respected. Ooh. Res- respected. <laughs> I heard ah. it. Word on the street. But the two of them are just as well-known for their big-hearted efforts to improve the lives of people working in the industry, and that's what we're mostly going to focus on. First of all, welcome, Mickey, and welcome, Ben. Thank you, Liza. And I hope you guys will just start by telling me a little bit, because you're both not from Charleston originally, what brought you here? Do you want to start, Ben? Yeah,
3: um, I came to Charleston in 1998 to go to Johnson and Wales. Yeah. So I was a little little lost in direction. My mom said you can make a living at cooking, and I thought that that was probably the coolest thing I'd ever heard.
2: What about you, Mickey?
1: Well, I had been offered a position at the brand new Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas, and they took me out there, and my wife went with me, and my wife said to me as we were flying back, let's get it straight. You're a drunk, a drunk addict, a gambler, and a womanizer. We're going to Las Vegas, why? And literally the next day, the chef, Bob Wagner, at the Charleston Grill called me and said, I heard you're going to Las Vegas. What's wrong with you? Come to Charleston. I came here, I fell in love, and we've stayed.
2: What um, what do you think, has, been, like, has evolved about the culinary scene since you both began? <laughs> Can Briefly. Can I take that one? Yeah, <laughs> please. It, it,
1: realistically,
2: in 2004,
1: there was not much of a culinary scene here. Charleston was known as a city for history. And it was a beautiful history, but that's what Charleston was known for. A couple of chefs, Mike Lotta being one of the, the principals, started garnishing some attention. The festival started, and unconditionally in my mind, the Charleston Wine and Food Festival changed Charleston because chefs from all over America started coming. Restauranteurs started moving here from other cities. Media people started hearing about it, and I truly attribute that to the Charleston Wine and Food Festival without a doubt.
2: That's awesome, yeah. <clears throat> what do you think?
1: Um, It's a completely
3: different place, that's for sure. It is, yeah. Um,
2: Describe what it was like when you first got here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, there was a few fine dining restaurants that were kind of leading the, the culinary scene and then uh, there's a lot of You know, five bucks for a slice of pizza and a beer spots for the college students. Um, And then it just went kaboom. Yeah.
2: Now, working in the restaurant industry is exhausting in itself, just trying to succeed. And at the same time, you all also both have moved into like philanthropic work as well. And like giving back and helping. Did you always know that you wanted that to be part of your professional life? Hell no. Hell <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All right. I love A- it.
1: Absolutely. You know, when when uh, both Ben and I, we should address it, are both sober now for varying lengths of time. And both of us got sober in AA. And one of the steps of the AA is about giving back. To complete ourselves, to help us grow, giving back and reaching out to others and being available is an essential component of our sobriety. I will say that Ben never, never turns down somebody who calls for, asks for help. I would like to say people think the same with me, but I think that even though he he may not have thought of it back then, it's an essential part of being sober. Would you agree, Ben? Yeah, I mean... I think even though I wasn't aware of it,
3: um, I must have had some fundamental core to me to, you know, the hospitality industry is service. I mean, that's what you're doing. You're creating timeless memories for other people, taking a lot of time and a lot of energy out of your own life to do that for others. So, you know, I think it was always inherently there to some degree. Um, I just didn't really know how to grab onto it until. You know i started moving off in a different direction in life
2: so talk about that a little bit ben of like i think it's you came up with the idea for gig pro before the pandemic 2019
3: or it was actually two 2000 the idea of the light bulb was the end of 2018 um i was about two years sober at that time um i had started consulting as a chef um and i was really seeing like over the course of four years I open eight restaurants um, and I opened them up all understaffed and I just saw it for the first time like man it's really hard to find people while I was consulting I started Airbnb an extra room out of my house and then one of my buddies got me to come in and get a kitchen open for him um, and we did an opening night and a dishwasher called out for a shift and so I do what you always do as a chef in that situation. You look at your staff and you're like, who knows the guy? We need to find someone now. And we're all scrolling through our phones, text messaging, calling. And then I get a push notification that someone had booked my Airbnb. And I said, I wish he had booked to watch these dishes. And that was it. I mean, um, I think if I was still drinking, I I probably could have had that idea, you know, that light bulb. But... I definitely wouldn't have ever done anything about it.
1: And and Ben, I gotta say, I honestly think a gig pro as a product of sobriety. I mean, you would never have gotten there without it, and what you've done with it has been extraordinary, but it really is directly related to your sobriety. Yeah, I mean,
3: the, you know, chef, type A personality you know strong willed um, you know when I came to kind of the end of my drinking I did something very foreign to me which was I reached out and asked for help and I really haven't stopped doing that through this entire process Um, you know I'm a chef that owns a, a, a software company that's thriving right now I'm in a completely different world but I think like Inherently, what we're doing as a company is good. Um, we're helping businesses get back to capacity. We're helping people make more money and connect with the right businesses that can possibly put them in a better financial spot with incentives and a, and a great culture. And, you know, we have this labor crisis right now because of COVID because something was obviously wrong. Like the people have spoken. And they don't want to come back. So how do we get them back? We gotta get them in in touch with the, the right places that are gonna take care of them.
2: Absolutely. Well, for but you also in 2020 finally decided to leave Charleston Grill, which must have been a huge decision to make. Was it quick and painless decision, or was it a long? Oh, no, I decision? did
1: restaurants for 47 years. I love. I'm a maitre d. Whether I owned the restaurant or worked there. I'm a maitre d'. I love this industry. I love the magic of touching people, creating experiences. I love watching two people fight and then get back together over a meal. I love the romance of restaurants. Honestly, I love celebrating occasions. It was hard as hell, to be honest. But number one, I'm 70 years old number two covid made in early covid doing what i did was no longer possible i didn't want to end my career in a mask i didn't want to end my career not being able to lay my hand on the shoulder of a customer who is having an experience and also ben's friends was growing and growing and we went, we went on to, and I'll, I'll talk about that yes, now. Yes. Uh, we, we went to, should I start with what it is? Absolutely. Um, Steve Palmer, uh, founder of the Indigo Road, and myself created an organization in 2016. We only thought it would be in Charleston. It was the direct result of one of Steve's employees passing away from alcohol and drug abuse. We had here, in 2016, during the festival, three young restaurant people die in a 36-hour period from alcohol and drug overdoses. And Steve and I talked about how our industry is racked with addiction. And honestly, we're one of the highest industries per capita for drug and alcohol addiction, and we wanted to do something. And so we started a little group in Charleston thinking that we would be there for anybody who was struggling and wanted to get sober. Today, we're in 15 cities. Today, we have 11, 12, 13 online Zoom meetings where people from all over the country in the industry come to bond with others that are trying to figure out how to stay sober while still working on a line, working behind a bar, working in a dining room. And and I say with great pride, there are a lot of people who have found their road to sobriety by coming to Ben's Friends.
2: Well, in the last two years, I think it's probably only increased the trouble and the tough times that people in the restaurant industry are going through. Can you, you talk a little bit about what you've seen just you, in the last year? Can you years? imagine? There's still
1: cities in the country that are locked down. Uh, not as tightly, but can you imagine being out of work, not a lot of money, living in an apartment by yourself, and you don't know what to do. You don't know what's coming alcoholism in particular drug addiction they they feed on isolation they feed on it so you had a whole generation of people who were out of work unemployed not knowing how to get by and all of a sudden what was an occasional drinking became straight through let's drink what else do I do We have watched it just explode. And it's not just alcohol, it's drugs. Look at the recent figures. The largest amount of drug overdoses in our history was last year, in 2021. So the problem just got exasperated by all the stress, the uncertainty, you go to work and three days later they have to close down again. You're in a mask, nobody's showing up for work, you don't have the people to function, which is why what Ben's doing is so great with GigPro, but all of the stresses boiled up and people just went to their companion, alcohol
2: and drugs. So, What do you hope to, to see Ben's friends do in the next five years?
1: I hope Ben's friend saves the lives of countless, countless people. I don't really care how many, I I mean, we'd like to be everywhere. Honestly, as Ben will say, if we save one person's life, to me, my life is worthwhile. And I have, you know, I've been sober a long-ass time, 39 years. I've watched countless people die, countless people. I always say everybody knows the name Thomas Keller, Danielle Ballou, Tom Colicchio. Nobody knows the name Jeff Rose and Danny Edwards and Stephen Resnick. These were geniuses in the kitchen and in restaurants who you've never heard of because they didn't survive. Ben's Friends Mission is to help anybody who is struggling with addiction find a road. There's other roads. We're not saying we're the only one. We believe strongly in AA. I will tell you point blank, AA saved my life, AA saves Ben's Ben's life. Agreed? Agreed. Yeah. But we want to provide an avenue to help people find the road they want to get sober.
2: Ben, can you talk a little bit about how Ben's friends really helped you?
1: Um, he I mean, couldn't talk when he came in. Ben, <laughs> he couldn't spell his name. No. I, <laughs> <talk>. <laughs> um, I mean, you know,
3: I, I've been in recovery for almost six years now, and. Um, That's awesome. I can probably list on two hands, you know, the people that I see on a regular basis that are in the hospitality industry. You know, so there's definitely a stigma around it. You know, I went to Ben Trends personally to kind of be around my people. Um, I was still actively working in the hospitality industry. Um, and then I was kind of keeping my eyes open like is that guy ready? I'm gonna take him off to recovery, you know? Um, But, you know, I think there's something to be said about, you know, where are all the liquor stores in town? You know, they're usually in very low income places. Why is alcohol and drug abuse like so rampant in the hospitality industry? You know, and It's tough to work most of your life and, you know, especially for other people and then get to a point where you're financially struggling. I mean, in the beginning, like my thought with Gigpro was like, hey, maybe we can get this guy, you know, even before the pandemic, I mean, we're in a, a decade long labor shortage. It was just getting worse and worse and worse. And nobody really wanted to talk about it. You know, the city's getting too saturated, there's too many restaurants, not enough workers. But if if you're really attracting a workforce in, you should be able to scale and keep scaling. You know, but we weren't, we weren't attracting people in. Um, you know, and so my initial thought in the beginning was like, you know, because I've been that guy. I'd, I've been the, the chef that was the, the lead cook online and had to work two or three jobs to make ends meet. Charleston's not cheap. You know, going rate of a bedroom's 1,200 bucks, 15 bucks an hour does not cut it here. And state averages definitely don't work. Um, So my initial thought was like, hey, look, we can get them on the app. You know, they can work on their their time off, make an on-demand rate, and uh, maybe quit that second job. That seems a little closer to sustainability.
2: Absolutely. Um,
3: But then COVID hit and it completely shifted. It changed the business mission, everything, you know? And it turned into like, let's connect these people to the businesses that are gonna take care of them. And then uh, if we allow, if we get good businesses that take care of their people, to staff up, they can scale that culture and that business model. And then maybe we can change the dialogue of the industry, you know?
2: and you started in Charleston but you're in other cities at the time as well now right
3: three of us took it into nine cities
2: hey.
3: and we've grown quite a bit um, and so we're we're just moving into 12 cities uh, and then 13 will be we're going into Louisville Kentucky on the 21st
1: and I want to interject as he grows gig pro has become a major financial sponsor because he gives back. Every month, GigPro is helping Ben's friends financially spread the word. That's amazing. So he made a conscious decision as a business person with his partners to give back to, to the industry.
2: That's so important, I think, is to figure out a way to both succeed as a business but also give back to the community. Yeah, um, truth?
3: Oh, God. I, th- I think this. Yeah. we have the same mission. It's like, how do we create sustainability within the industry? Um, you know, whether that's financial, whether that's culture, whether that's getting health insurance for you and your family, whether that's getting sober to keep air in your lungs. I mean, the whole thing's kind of mushed together.
2: (laughs) What other changes would you like to see in the industry? What do you think is a really critical issue at the moment?
1: I I think that there has been a sudden shift in the industry. I can't talk about the employment, which Ben can address. But, you know, I'm of the generation, somebody came into your restaurant, an employee, and they were drunk, you kicked them the hell out. You know, it was an industry where we said, get out of here. You know, the subject, Ben's friend started in 2016, Anthony Bourdain died, and all of a sudden, a subject of mental health and well-being for restaurant people started to be discussed and became a national conversation. What I hope to see... Is that as businesses grow, we learn to take as good a care as our cuss of our our employees as we do of our guests. We spend our days talking about how to make the guest experience great. I believe that businesses today need to spend more time talking about how to make the work environment healthier. For the employee
2: here here that makes a lot of sense all right so we almost have to wrap up i want to make sure each of you talk a little bit about how any listener can find like how can a listener learn more about gig pro sign up for gig pro
3: um so if you want to work on the app and pick up shifts in your market uh you can go to the apple or google play store and download the gig pro app if you're a business that wants to sign up and start posting gigs uh, you can go to our website gigpro.com and then go over to the the business page doesn't cost anything to sign up doesn't cost any sign up fees subscription model you only pay if it works
2: awesome and I want you to quickly also talk about what you've been able to do for the festival this past <laughs> weekend <laughs>
3: I don't know how many people we sent out here but it was in the hundreds yeah so in the I, hundreds. I mean but that that's you know, that's it. That's what we do. Like, yes. um, we get show support.
2: Absolutely, <laughs> we're all lucky to have you, Mickey. Somebody who either wants to support Ben's friends or get support and find a Ben's friends group. Tell us how to do that. And there's a thing called Google.
1: Uh, I, tell heard, me more. Heard, yeah. Tell me more. And everybody knows Google. All you, do you have think it's going to gonna do, last? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All you have to do is type Ben's friends into Google. It will take you to our website. Our website will tell you where our Zoom meetings are, where our, Nash, our lo- local meetings are. And also, there's a donate page. And we use the funds that we get just so the public knows, to help grow it through marketing, through traveling to different markets, through talking to different groups. So bensfriendshope.com or just Ben's Friends in Google. And thank you for having us. It's been uh, we such both a treat truly, talking to both of you. I can't yeah, speak thank you so for much. Ben, but I think we <laughs> both truly appreciate it.
2: Ben Ellsworth and Mickey Basque, it really has been a privilege to speak to the two of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to HRN's live coverage of Charleston Wine and Food Festival. I'm Liza Hamm. Special thanks to Ben's Friends, an addiction and substance abuse support group for members of the food and beverage industry, and Indigo Road restaurant group, for making our coverage possible. You can listen to all of our coverage on the podcast, Heritage Radio Network on tour, and find it on heritageradionetwork.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter,